want you to, but with a little time I had to prepare this message from you, I want you to turn to Joshua chapter 3. The book of Joshua in the Old Testament. If you have it, let's look at verse 3. And they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Skip down to verse 5. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took the ark of the covenant and went before the people of the Lord. I want you to continue to read in this, and it's going to tell you what happened when they came to the river of Jordan. Go down to verse 8. And thou shalt command the priests and bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When you come to the brink of the water of Jordan, you shall stand still in Jordan. I want to talk a little bit about how to cross your river or what to do when you get to the river. What to do when you get to the river. We are now embarking upon a new year, a year of uncertainty. There's a lot of clouds in the air and in the sky. It seems gloomy. The sun looks like she has hid her face and tiptoed behind the curtains of darkness. And the moon seems to be dripped in blood. And stars seem to have fallen from space like figs from a tree shaken by a mighty wind. It looks pretty rough. What can we say to a people in our country today and to the world that's hanging like a spider on her thread? about to be engulfed by the flames of judgment. What can we say to people and young people who are saying, do I have a future? Is this pandemic going to take me out? Is this pandemic going to take out my future? I haven't had a chance to live. Why can't I go out? and have fun like young people? What can we say to people who have babies they have to leave in a nursery and you have to work and there's nobody to keep them and they're in the hands of nurses don't even know what they have, have no symptoms and could be tested positive.
What can you say when you got to leave your little infant with somebody to keep and they could contract COVID and you have to leave them. You can't stay there and watch them. You have to work. What did you say to the government when the president, they asked him, did you see this new one coming? And they shook their head, no. We were just dealing with one. And here a second one came. We dealt with that, but then a third one came. We weren't prepared for it. What will happen? They asked him if another one come. And the leader of the free world said, I don't know. In other words, the world is saying, I don't know. We don't know what to do. How long can we shut down the world? and it survived. And with global warming and now tornadoes and unusual weather that are threatening people who got to run among people who may have COVID. What if something happened here in Atlanta and we all had to run in a place to hide? All exposed to COVID. Because when people scared, they're not thinking about who they're with. We don't understand that some people are in panics, scared to come out and scared to stay in. You can say I'm not going out anywhere and somebody come in and bring it. There's a loved one, there's a youngster in your house. I God in a day like this, we need God's answer. We're in tough times now because nature's acting up and leaders are acting up and now countries that never had ballistic missiles are getting missiles and China's selling missiles to Saudi Arabia. Some country that never had a nuclear bomb is getting them now, about to unleash their fury upon somebody that could cause a world war war that nobody can afford to fight. And young people like I'm seeing sitting here wondering about, what about my future? We're at a river. We're at a river this year, and we're at a river that we're going to have to cross. The Bible says that the children of Israel has now dwelt in the wilderness for 40 years. They left Egypt. And now they on the, it's like we're going in a new year. They got to cross over in the unexpected. They don't know what they're going to encounter, but by God's order, he told them, settle on the, on the bank and don't go any further until I tell you. Through Joshua. Moses is dead. God came to Joshua said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses has led them all through the wilderness, and they are almost to the promised land where I had promised them to be. Now that Moses is gone, he told Joshua, you're going to have to take these people and lead them over. The good thing I always, when I read this, God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead, but he never said he was dead. The servant is dead, but God still lives. And God is in control, and he can handle anything. 
if the church pray and if people humble themselves and submit themselves to God and admit he's in charge and don't get so high and so above yourself that you leave God out. That's the danger of we leaving God out. We go everywhere and dodge this place and we'll make excuses but go everywhere else. God getting tired of the way the church treat them. If you're not going nowhere else, I don't understand why not come to church. But why you go everywhere else? The point is this. How we treat God. But thank God for his mercy. But he decided to lead them to the promised land. But before they could get there, there's a river in front of them. Oh, I want to drop a few words on you. What to do when you're at a river this year? Some of you at the river finance. You're standing at a river and you don't have no money. You didn't have no money before this pandemic and now you don't have any while we're in it. And when that little stimulus money run out and some of you don't have nowhere to stay and you're wondering, what's going to happen to me when I can't pay my rent? Will they put me out? You had a river of finance. You have no money. And you're dependent upon the government, all of us. And if things shut down, how are you going to eat? You had a river. Some of you have gone through a river with financial problems and still going to always have financial problems. You're standing at a river. Pastor, how do I cross this river of uncertainty? I'm in a year and I don't know what it holds for me on the other side. What do I do? I'm already broke. River finance. Some of you are standing at the river of bad health. Your health is bad and you can't do nothing about it. There's a warning sickness in your body and you feel a pain and you're scared to go to the doctor because you're scared of what he may say. And you know that things are changing with you. Your body's not like it used to be. And now you're wondering about your health and some of you just making yourself sick, worrying about something. There's nothing bring on sickness more than worry. Stress. Some stuff, most of the stuff we worry about never happen. We get sick ahead of time. So here's the point. You worry, I'm at the river of my health, pastor. I'm getting old, I'm getting feeble, I'm, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then some of you at the river of family problems. Pastor, we can't get along my family. In-laws, they're so difficult to work with. I need them during this time. We need each other. But the devil has gotten in. And the devil gets in on good family standing together. The devil wants to tell. And some saints don't have sense enough to pray the devil out. When you see the devil working, he's out to destroy you and he'll go through family. He'll go through us, husband and wife. And you know, saints are not calling each other, praying over that. There used to be a time the old saint would come to the house and pray over the devil and run them out of the home. The devil is attacking the home and saints ought to see it. But don't let the devil borrow your mouth. 
Don't let the enemy come and steal from you that God has blessed you with because he come to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take your children. He wants to take your husband, take your wife, take your house, take everything you work for. Watch that devil. He tore up the first home. And he'll tear yours up and have you evicted like he got Adam and Eve evicted. And you had a river. Lord, what do I do with this family problem? It's not easy for two people to live together and always not get into it. Ain't no need to be standing up here faking as long as I've been married. Amen. It's just called stickability. <laughs> Some stuff you just stick with, you don't like it. You can't do nothing about it. You can't change folks. You just got to stick. Amen. There's no perfect home. And folks tell you the perfect home, telling the perfect lie. Well, my wife and I ain't never had an argument. I guess so when you're not speaking. That always can be. Wouldn't it be nice if all of us could just live up to everything we preach? Wouldn't it be nice if we could live up to everything we teach? That some of the very thing you tell other folks to get out of you in it. But sometimes God will let you be in it so you can help somebody else get out of it. God sometimes will leave you in a mess so you can deal with a mess to help somebody else out of a mess. Jesus died to free us. So something God not going to move is making God shine. The more heat you put to a kibble, the more steam it blows. So God not going to let you live on a flower bed of ease. Amen. I always told you, man, said my wife and my, my family is up in heaven. And I told him so it's thunder and lightning. What do you do when that river, you got the cross? What do you do when you at some crossroads and you got to cross a river and here we are this year, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to handle this situation. Well, God said to Joshua, I want you to take my people over. What? Take them over what? You're at a river. But the first thing I want you to do, I want you to sanctify yourself. Tell the people, set aside. Set aside and pray. Sanctification does not mean sinless perfection. You just set aside to do a certain thing. A lot of folks say they sanctified, they ain't satisfied. So the point is this, you're not perfect when you say sanctified. They misuse the word sanctified. This is a sanctified place. It's been set aside to worship God. You are a Christian, which means ecclesia, call out. That means the church. You've been set aside to be a witness for the Lord. So you, God said, I want you to stop and sanctify yourself, pray and fast, and just pull away from some people and clean yourself up. Take a bath, sanctify. 
And some of us need a good bath this morning. Amen. You need a prayer bath. You need a singing bath. You need to, you, you don't smell right. No, let go. You got a frown on your face. You don't smell right. You don't come in with no hallelujah. You don't smell right. Look at something. Well, you can't talk no Just Don't take a bath. Go get in the word. And bathe in the word. And, and then you'll smell right. Help me, Holy Ghost. Sanct <laughs> Sanctify yourself and pull away and take a good Holy Ghost bath. So when you come around people, you smell pleasant. Oh, you look good. You, like, you lit me up this morning. Your smile on your face, your hallelujah just made my day just to hear sick talk about the Lord. You look right. Sanctify yourself. Now watch this. When they get sanctified, God tells Joshua, now this is what I want you to do if you want to cross this river. I want you to get the Ark of the Covenant. Listen to me, church. The Ark of the Covenant, and I want you to lead the people with the Ark and the priest first. The water but, but wait a minute, God. The water is about 20, 30 feet high. That time of the year, Isaiah, the water, the snow is about to be spring, the harvest time. And the water is melting in the ice on the mountain. And the water from the mountain, from the ice, is just rushing down Jordan River. Probably wider than this church. Now, I've been to Jordan River and baptized in Jordan River five times. The river's not much wider than these three pews. There's two pews. It's a little narrow river now. But in those days, that river was wide. But it was wider then because of the time of the year and the snow is melting on the mountain, so the water just rushing down as high as this church. That's how high that river had gotten. And God is telling Joshua, go through that. Are you facing a river so high you can't see? Don't let the spirit of fear control your, your destiny this year. The only thing holding you back is fear of the impossibility. God said, take the ark of the covenant. Now you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I wanted to preach Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I ain't got time for that right now. But here's the point. They, Hollywood had some truth about it, but inside were uh, two stones, which were the Ten Commandments, and there was bread in there, and that bread represented the bread of Christ, and Aaron's bud, a rod was budded out in there. there was a, just, it's just plain stuff, but it has holy representation. It all really represents Jesus. The two stones represent he was man and body. He was man and God. And the bread in there, which represents Jesus, is the bread of life. It had, see, God had these symbols. He had them to make this wood uh, and cover it with gold. And the mercy seat was covered, uh, which represents the mercy of God. That is the most holiest piece of box in the world, and people still can't find the ark. 
They say it's down there somewhere in Africa, some people say, guarded by a priest. A lot of people think about it's somewhere in Africa, and they don't know who's guarding it. And, and, and Hollywood tried to get close to the ark. Uh, it can't be found. But one thing was for sure, it was so delicate, and God counted it as his present, you could not look at it. They had to cover up the ark so that people wouldn't look at it. It was covered, uh, you know, so that if anybody, even a priest walked in there and he had sin in his life and he went in there in the holies of holies and before the ark of the covenant, he died instantly. And people said, well, why is that so important? God demanded respect that if you looked at him and Act in a kind of way that you were on the level that you were worthy, you died instantly. That's why they had to cover it up that nobody could look at it. One man, when the ark was falling, he ran to try to tilt it up from falling, and he died instantly. And scared David to death. David got mad with God. God, the ark was about to fall. The man wasn't doing it, but trying to catch it. God said, you don't touch it. The ark is the most holy piece of wood somewhere in the world that nobody been able to find, and you call it Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's still somewhere we don't know. Nobody has found it all these years. But what did that ark represent? It represented the presence of God. So wherever Israel went in the wilderness, they had that ark of the covenant with them. Where are you going, Fleming? God is saying, if you keep me in your presence and respect the presence of God, you'll cross a river. I want to stop here and say something. The Lord said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. But take that ark of the covenant with you everywhere you go. That is, it represents God. Are you listening? I got to get you prepared for this year. You must keep God's presence with you. That's why I come to church. I haven't missed a Sunday. Even on my vacation, I came one Sunday. I got to go to church. I got to keep the presence of God. I don't care what I'm going through. Lord, I want to be in your presence. When you have God with you, you can cross anything. The main thing is keeping him with you. Have his presence before you have possession. The presence of God is more important than anything here. In his house represent that Ark of the Covenant. This is where the presence of God dwells. And that's why I can't miss church. I want his presence. I can't face tragedies alone. That's why I cannot, a child of God, hang out of church. Oh, no, no, no. Ain't no way. A born a grandchild of God. Now I know we're in a pandemic, but there's no way in the world when this life is going good that I want to hang out from this and go everywhere else. No, this is what's keeping you. God recognized you when you recognize Him. 
and he respects. You couldn't look at it, which means you had to respect God. You don't come in God's house wearing anything. You don't come in God's house talking any kind of mess. You don't come in God's house gossiping on one another. You don't come in God's house with anger and bitterness in you. You supposed to respect God's house. Respect God's holy place. God demanded, I, I believe in dressing down, but don't come in here naked. I don't know, I don't know, come in here. You cover up in here, baby. Don't come in here with all this bust all open. No, you, I want you to cover up. If you ain't for sale, take your for sale sign down. You honor God's house. Certain things you ought to wear ought to be a distance. You don't come in here to tempt people. You don't come in here for that foolishness. This is the house of God. You don't come in here like you're going in the nightclub. You're supposed to respect the house of God like a child of God. And some places where folk walking in there with shorts on, all in the house of God, just like it doesn't mean nothing. This is a holy place. And once we lose respect for God, he loses respect for us. When I first came to the church, there was a lobby in the head and there were men smoking. That's the first thing I cut out. I put signs all over the basement, no smoking. And all the men said, we can't go in there. So the pastor took all the told them, if you can't, don't smoke on the church ground. That bad, I'll go get in your car where I can't see it. You honor God's house. And if you honor God, you know I learned something. I got, I got myself in trouble. When I was director of media for the National Baptist Convention, I was selling tapes for the convention. And I wasn't thinking. And I had my big booth in the center of the, of the uh, arena. And I was busy trying to make I had sure I had a good a good report to give Dr. Lyon, I was still selling tapes while they were having communion. I wasn't thinking, and one of my young ladies, Angela, with my sister, she says, Pastor, you know they communion? I said, oh, well, they're all right, long as a few. I got to make a report. I wasn't even thinking. I was too much concerned about that report that I had to turn in to the president. And I'm standing there, Dr. Fleming. And my staff just looking. And people, one or two, would walk up and buy. And a big old preacher came about that big. He walked up to me. He said, I ain't nobody. I ain't no big preacher. And I ain't got much power. I ain't no big preacher like you, Dr. Fleming. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you honor him, he'll honor you. And he walked off and I froze. He went back and sat down and said, shut down. I went back to my hotel room and got on my knees and begged God for forgiveness. Somebody was brave enough and I'm supposed to be the big preacher, director of media. <laughs> I, forgot, I haven't forgot that since. Honor God's house. What was I thinking about as long as I've been preaching? They're having communion. Yes, sir. 
little old preacher didn't have no church no bigger than this. Told me off. Thank you, preacher. I don't even know his name. We got to respect God. Sometimes somebody need to remind some people we're in God's house. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all know, don't talk like that now. Yeah. We're in God's house. Why? Old folk, you know what? They made children respect them. Yeah. And you know one thing about old folk, they'll be talking, and when a child walk up, they get quiet. You know why? Because what a child hear, a child will repeat. <laughs> and when I walk up around my mama this year, boy, what you want? What you, don't you see us grown folk talking? Go somewhere and sit down before I knock you down. And <laughs> 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 you ought to me running with me quick as I could. Because you respected old folk. You didn't call the older person, hey, Miss May. You had to say Miss May. You didn't call her May. Children call you by the first name. Lula. <laughs> you better say Miss Lula. If you call a son old lady, you say, hey, Lula. Lula will carry, take you and grab a switch and tie your behind up and send you home and say, your child came around here calling me Lula and you got home and got another whipping. You know to say Miss Lula. You know to say Mr. John. You respect the elders. Children were playing with a prophet one time and called him, go up balling, go up balling. And God sent some sheep bears that slaughtered all the children. Well, disrespecting the prophet. So we got to keep the presence of God by respecting God's house and teaching your children don't take the church envelopes and tear them up and play with them. That's a holy envelope. Don't come in here eating in God's house. This is a holy place. Chewing on chewing gum and smacking. Look at somebody said, take the gum out and honor God's house. I want the presence of God. When you got the presence of God, you can conquer anything. You know, God said, Lo, I will be with you. That's all I want God to say. Look, when you got God's presence, you can go through the worst tragedies in life. There's no way I could have stood and preached my son's funeral, my best friend in my life that I miss so much, and God let him go at the very one that I love most than anything and not have the presence of God with me that I will stand here and preach his funeral, 22 years old. And preacher, one preacher, Fleming, if that had been me, I'd have been lying in that casket with him. I said, you know, God was with me. You got to have God with you to go through some stuff you never had. God got to be with you. If God is with you, you can make it on a small income. If God is with you, you can have a sickness and then never die from it. If God is with you, he'll keep you in it. He may not take you out of it, but he'll keep you in it. Keep the Lord with you. God. I want God with me. And as long as he's with you, doesn't matter about how it looks. The water high. The water wide. Your bills are wide. Your health is wide. Enemies are wide. Who cares? That's the way it looks. If, look. 
One of the reasons why I know you don't trust, want to cross the river, you don't trust God is able to carry a cross as the reason why people won't tithe. People don't believe God will take care of them. And they are scared to tithe. But who gave you the health to work? This tells the truth. I always told you, if you want to know if a joke ain't good, put some money around it. <laughs> if you want to know if a joke ain't any good at all, people, when they were hiring me on a job, I worked in some white people's homes one time, and I did some work. And you know what? I knew what they were doing, because I won't steal. They had put big money all around on lid all on the table. And they'll see if it gets missing. When they hire me, they'll leave jewelry all around. They're testing you to see where you take. There have been millions in this hand building this church. And I said, I guard every dime. Don't touch nothing. If you want something, ask for it. My deacon know I tell them all the time, you want to see anything, come back there, I'll show you everything. But don't come back there saying, I won't see nothing, ain't paying nothing. Get out of my face. I want you to see. When we borrowed some money, $150,000, do something, the accountant came in there and said, well, password. I said, I got all the information you wanted. Come look at it. Want the password? It got quiet. Well, not, not right now. I said, I want you to see. Because this church, I've been here too long for them to lose confidence in me as a leader. That you got to, whatever you want, ask. I tell young preacher that you want some, go to the digging, you'd be surprised to know what they'll do. Don't take nothing. Be faithful and God will bless you. Pay your tithe and God will honor you. The tithe is holy and it belongs to God. There's no such thing as I can't afford it. If God gave it to you, you can give it. If you didn't get it, you'd owe it. Dues is not in the Bible. Giving what you want to is not in the Bible. God said specifically how to run his house. You've got 90 left and give him 10%. No, this is not the sermon you want to hear today. I got, oh, I got it written down. You're all of it right here. Oh, pastor hadn't studied. Yes, I did. It's still in my pocket. God said, don't read it. Talk to my people for a new year. You got Jordan River to cross. Pay your tithe. You got Jordan River to cross. If we can't come in this church, you tune in. So what you doing? I'm tuning in to my church. My church is on live streaming. I'm supporting what I believe in. You got Jordan River to cross. You pray over your family. You get some oil and lay hands on them. You got Jordan River to cross. You let's go over them in the midnight. Pray over your whole house, brother. You got Jordan River to cross. Lord, protect us from thieves and robbers. You got Jordan River to cross. Lord, my children got to go to school. Come on, children, before we get on the bus. Let's pray. We got Jordan River to cross. 
And the only way you can do it is the presence of the Lord. Take the ark. And the ark, look, got to be in front of you. God has to be in front of you, not behind you. Some of us, and I need to throw this in, the priests carried the ark of the covenant before the people did. Preachers, you can't go, you can't leave where you don't want to go. If you're going to be the leader, you got to be the first one out. If I'm going to teach you by giving, I got to be the first one tithing. There's a price for being a leader. There's a price for being the head of your house. If you're the head of the house, be the head, not the tail. You take charge of your house and lead, I don't care if the wife gets mad. If she look at you like she don't know your name, say good morning anyhow. And you make sure you pay your bills and pay your house note. Don't let no woman pay your house note and put you out. <laughs> Our wife ain't never paid rent or house note. Get a job and help me, but I ain't going to let you pay the house note. And she know this little old boy, this little old man, you call a little old man, he will work. She done seen me work night shift, 11 to 7, and finish high school. I'll work that I have to do. And that's why you see me working as a pastor. I come here every day. If you don't clean it up, I'll clean up myself. If you don't buy the tissue, I'll go up there and pick it up at Lowe's and buy it myself. They've seen me up there buying stuff. So where are you digging? I say they're working. I don't mind getting my hand dirty as a leader. That's why you keep see this place kept up because your pastor's here to make sure it's kept up. 30 years, same people looking like they're looking now because I'm going to do my job. You don't have to worry about that. If you're going to be a leader, get your hand dirty. That, that ain't, that's not where I want. This is where I got this. about to run out of time. You're going to be over the choir. You got to be here before they get here, bro. <laughs> Amen. You can't come in and they here. You be here when they get here. You're going to be the deacon. You be here when the members get here. And then you be the last one leaving. I'm the last one walking around my house checking doors. You come in my house. I got a Bible for believers and I got something else for unbelievers. And I don't have to tell you what that is. I come loaded, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> an unbeliever and a believer well, which one you want come in my house you can pick I'll take you out and bury you <laughs> preach a funeral <laughs> I'll preach a funeral too Gas and I know you laughing <laughs> no I'm going to protect my house you're a leader God didn't call you to leave for nothing you take the heat first. And this is what the priest had to go ahead of the people. Watch this. And God said, I want you priests to put your foot in first. If you want a miracle this year, look at your neighbor and point at him and say, put your foot in it. 
If you want God to bless you this year, you got to get to the water and put your foot in. If you want God to do something for you, put your foot in it. And once you put your foot in it through prayer, get your song and put your foot in it. Get your hymn and put your foot in it. Get courage and put your foot in it. When people see you praising God, tell them I'm putting my foot in it. When people see you raise your hand, hey, I'm putting my foot in it. I got my foot in this water. And God's going to open it up because I just put my foot in it. I put my faith in it. I put my love in it. Put your foot in it. If something's standing in your way, young person, and you want to go to school, put your foot in it. Says, who said you can't go? Borrow the money. Do what you have to. I got two young ladies I used to call my girls. I used to tell them you got to put your foot in it. And I said, don't let us stay back, be a stay back. Hi, God. They struggled on. I gave one a little old job. And they said, Pastor's hard. I said, your mama can't afford it. Get the money. Borrow the money. I don't care if it takes you life to pay it back. Look what you're going to enjoy. You're going to end up with a nice car and a nice house. Why do you all want to be debt free and, and don't have nothing? This, this car is paid for and it's just smoking. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's all. It's just paid for the thing. Go get another car. You got, listen, life is to enjoy. You, you supposed to enjoy life. Don't be scared to get in debt. You're going to always be in debt. Soon you get something paid for, here comes something else to break you again. Just go on and enjoy life. Get that degree. Pay it back. You're going to have, now both one of them is a lawyer and one of them is a doctor. And they came up and hugged me Christmas morning. Thank you, pastor. I put my foot in it. Yes, I got to pay it back, but look who I am. Yes, I got to pay it back, but look what I'm going to drive. Hey, I'm going to make more money than I ever made. Put your foot in it. And when they put their foot in the water, the water skipped back. Why did God tell them, before they could get over, go ahead and put your foot in it? You ready for this? Because God knew what was on the other side. They didn't know. God knew. Your destiny is on the other side. Your possession is on the other side. You know that? God is a God of the other side. When he got ready to witness the folk, he said, let us go over on the other side. On the other side, it's a crazy man. He's roaming around in a graveyard, cutting himself. I got to go on the other side and bring him to his sisters and send him home to his family. On the other side, the Hungry people that need to hear the word and I got to feed 5,000 on the other side. God know about your other side. So if you want to go to the other side, you got to do the impossible to get over on the other side. 
On the other side is your miracle. On the other side is your blessing. On the other side is your house. On the other side is your car. On the other side is your better life. Get off the other side, one side, and go to the other side. I got another one God just gave. You know why God told him to put the foot in the water? God is a water master. God has a history of mastering water. God said, put your foot in the water. I'm a water master. What you mean, God? Don't you remember? I'm the one pulled water down and drowned the world. I'm a water master. I've sent Noah in an ark, and I flooded the whole world because I'm a water master. Oh, wait a minute, God, are you? Yes, I am a water master. Don't you remember the children of Israel had to go across the Red Sea, and Pharaoh tried to chase them down and kill them, but I'm a water master. They lifted up the rod, and I opened up the Red Sea and made Route 66, and they went on across on dry land, and I drowned Pharaoh's army because I'm a water master. Call you God, yes sir. Naaman had a disease and they had to go dip down in Jordan River seven times and he came up clean because God is a water master. Jonah was running from God and he got on a ship and God had to show I'm a water master and he made a custom made fish with Jonah's name on it and said go get that preacher. The preacher running from me and they threw Jonah overboard and the fish swatted him up Cat him down in the bottom of the sea. And Jonah got sick of the fish. And the fish got sick of Jonah. And spit him out on dry land. God is a water master. Jesus was on a ship. The wind rose and the thunder began to rise. Jesus went to sleep. And the storm was about to take him over. And he woke up and said, peace. Be still. The disciple were on the, on the ship one day and Jesus was up on the mountain praying and when he looked down and saw the storm on him, he came to see about his children and then he looked where he was walking. He just kept off the land and kept walking and started walking on the water without even looking down because he is a water master. God already got your trouble in his hand. Whatever trying to ground, drown you, God got it under his feet. God said, I can open up the water. I'm a water master. And when they put their foot in the water, just the edge of it, it back. And they went across on dry land. I'm going to roll out now. I see Jesus here. I see the Son of God here. The water is in front. Sin is covered. Sin's everywhere. There's no forgiveness. But Jesus represents the ark and said, I'm going to go in first and open up the way of salvation. You coming out of Egypt, going through Jordan River. Why, Jesus? Because I've been baptized in the same water. 
Jesus was baptized in Jordan River. And he saw us struggling. And he came down through 42 generations and said, I will get man across. And he came through sin and he divided the waters so I can get through on the other side. And when he walked through with a cross on his shoulder, went on up Camera's Hill, hung, bled, and died, and fixed his story. Come on, Fleming. You can come on, cross. I went ahead of you. I opened up the water of sin and I gave you salvation. Enjoy your liberty. Raise your hand. Praise him. He paved the way. He opened the door. He went through for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John of the river. I'm crossing. Anybody here is glad you got across? I got across the wages of sin. I followed Jesus. He led me away. And I don't have to worry about this year. I know a God who's a water master. I know a God who got the virus in his hand. I know a God who got the whole world in his hand. And God will provide. He'll open doors for us. He'll make a way out of no way. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, will. I already know it. I've seen him in the past. White miracles of me. And if he did it before, he'll do it again. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Do anybody know he will? Do anybody know he will? Raise your hand. I say, yes. 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 He will make a way. And if God did it before, he can do it again. God's going to take care of you. God's going to provide. We had a red water now. We're at Jordan River right now. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen. But I know a God who's already there where I'm going. So what I'm going to do this year, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to stay on my knees. I'm going to keep praying. And whatever the devil hit me with, you know how I know I'm going to make it? Because every time the enemy hit Fleming, he keeps going through. And that's when you know God is with you. I don't care. I've been lied on, talked about, attacked from every angle. People have tried to destroy me and said I'll never rise. But Fleming still standing here because I know who's with me. And when God is with you, whatever you face, you coming out. You coming out. You coming out. Let your enemies talk. Let your enemies plot. God. When he's with you, don't worry about friends turning their backs on you. The door to the church open.
about to sing, I know the Lord will make a way. Do you know it? Singing for pastor today, he's a little tired. I know the Lord will make a way somehow. Yes, he will. <laughs> if you know it, I know you will. I just want to put a word in somebody who had a river this morning. That's it. Come on, people. Somebody out there said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Cut his mic on. And there may be somebody watching me about to give up.
faith alive it will divide the water and make it dry for you sometime God will put us just that close to see where you trust him God never tell us the outcome he just tell us to obey if you just obey and give him your heart this morning Maybe you're at home and you say, Pastor, I can't get to you. I, don't want, I, I want to join your church. Well, you know, we take members in online from other states. I got about 60 some of them. And you can join by, there's an information that Pastor's Assistant. When you see that, it says Pastor's Assistant at mcbcatl.org. That's how you get to my personal assistant, Miss Barbara Stroud. You can send an email or you can call the church anytime this week and say, look, I was touched by Pastor Fleming's sermon. I want to join his church. I want, I want to be a member of my home. I met several of them Christmas from other states that came just to meet me. And they are out of town members in other states. You can join our church. We take you in. I don't care where you are. Okay and come see us or write us and you're going to get a letter from me with my signature on it saying welcome to Mount Carmel Baptist Church. Okay? So I want your soul to say, listen, all this stuff is happening for a reason. You hear me? All this stuff, remember been asking me to preach the book of Revelation again. Would you all like for me to do that? Would you? Well, you know, I went through the whole book and maybe God been telling me to preach it again because I'll bring out that about the Antichrist. Because I believe he's alive. And things are gearing up for him now. The Bible said God's going to send a delusion. And people will believe a lie in the last days. And that's where it acts now. We are now trying to be controlled by one man power if we're not careful. That once a one man can got all the power and do something, that's the age of an antichrist. That people will just give over to it. Knowing they're wrong. Signs of the antichrist. And the Bible said in the last day will be pestilence, famine, disease from everywhere. God is shaking up the world and God is letting you know through all this happening, I am coming soon. And this is the greatest time to get right with God. Amen. He's shaking the nations now. This ain't just an America. This thing is worldwide. And he's going to shake the foundation that the Bible said in these last days. Get right with God. Okay. God bless you and thank you for joining us today. We're going to have communion right now. Uh, somebody will take this young lady. That young lady right there will take you in the very back of the church. Thank you for joining us. Say amen, church. The third Sunday is when I will be praying for you as every third Sunday. So send your prayer requests in for what you're praying for. And we will hear from Trey then. We get a video clip. He might show up. Amen. 
Uh, now, our singers are here. I am still praying for a lot of you that have been called. That prayer list is still in my prayer box in my office. Sometimes my hands get hot and I go lay hands on it for those prayer requests. So I have been felt in my spirit. A lot of your prayers are being answered. So continue to pray. Send in your prayer requests. Now we're going to get ready. I think, oh, I got left some deacons here today. Amen. God bless you. And I have nobody watching. I, I know why Bulldog was on. <laughs> I'm just picking at my tickets. <laughs> they want me to stay up here now. Okay. All right. They're looking out for pastor. Okay, deacons, come on down. We're getting ready to commune, and they want pastor to be more social distant. Okay. My, my, my son's getting on me. <laughs> Amen. Uh, one of the greatest singers of all time, opera. I've been with us about 25 years or more. Amen. We're grateful for her special talent. As the deacons come. Oh, okay. They say I can come now as long as I wear my mask. <laughs> Thank you, deacons. <laughs> You can cut me up, thank you. You may come. All right, they're trying to get together back there. Thank you, I do have a one or two deaconess will show up. Some of them I haven't seen in a while, and I understand. When I don't see you, I'm not worried, okay? I know you're giving, because I look at that. That computer doesn't lie. Amen. So a lot of people don't come, but they're giving. And that said, even in Summer Hill, I know the ones giving. So Jesus said, this is my bread, this is my body, and this is my blood, which represent he, he went through the water. He opened the way and went to Calvary. He did this for us. In Jordan River. Yeah. And old folk used to sing the song, Jordan River. I got one more river to cross, and that's the river of death. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Jesus, I ask that you, Holy Spirit, Father, will bless this bread and bless this wine as we be partakers of your suffering. You brought us in a new year. We came through it. And here we are, the first Sunday in a new year. A year of uncertainty. We don't know what's on the other side, but we know you're over there, and you're leading us to cross over in faith. Bless this bread and wine in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. First of all, I would like to say Happy New Year to my pastor, Reverend Fleming, and to my family. I love you so very, very much. I have chosen two wonderful songs. I have a question to ask you. Mm -hmm. Do any, any of you have a best friend in here? You have a best friend that you can go to at all times, I'm sure. But this friend that I will be singing about, he's there for you every step of the way. This is a beautiful arrangement by Dr. Roland Marvin Carter. Thank you. 
Wow. I never heard that before. It's a brand new spirit. Oh, goodness. Come right on to you. Awesome. You sure won't. Okay. Not a friend like Jesus. And this is one of your favorites coming this, up. Oh, one of my favorites. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have one. All right. Come on now, Reverend Baruch. Stand. Sons and daughters this time. All three of you. So Mark Harmon will know you're here. Lady in the middle. These are my sons and daughters. And they're here every Sunday. Jesus said, this bread is my body. Eat ye all of it. Devil trying to mess with this one. Tell him to go away. <laughs> Tell that devil get away from here. I can't get that bread. So let me get a young man. Don't let him get me. There you go. Young man can see. <laughs> all right. Eat y'all of it. The wine is my blood. Jesus said, drink y'all of it. Any church that does not practice this, get out of it. The audience, what makes a church, a church. Don't forget, the audience of the Baptist church is baptism and the Lord's Supper. Without baptism and the Lord's Supper, it's not the church. I don't care how they sound. Hey, that's what I think that is. Sitting over in that white. Well, wow. I need to, I should have been hearing me a song today. He sang the first one. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Let me hear what you got surprising for me today. Okay. Yeah. That's what we need to hear this year. He's got the whole world in his hand. 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 Even COVID. He's got the woods and the waters in his hand. He's got the woods and the waters in his hand. He's got the sun and the moon right in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the little bitty babies in his hand. He's got the birds and the bees right in his hand. He's got the beast of the field right in his hand. He's got the old world in his hand. You and me, right in his hand. 
That's what I want you to say this year. Whatever happened to us, whatever happened to us, you keep saying this to people. God got this whole world in his hand, and nothing can go without his word. And if you walk out of here with that, the devil in hell can't do nothing with you. Because God is bigger than anything you run up against. And that's when I pray for healing over your body. I said, God, you got that in your hand. Yes, sir. So I'm praying for all the members that sit. God got it in his hand. And it's not bigger than God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Come on, let's go out with praise. Thank you.